smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint dialogues a weekly podcast where we focus on the big questions in personal finance and investing my name is neel borate and i head the personal finance team at mint I will be your host for this podcast. The podcast is a Mint production and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Hello and welcome to Mint Dialogues, our weekly podcast on personal finance and investing. We have uh, Amit and Prabhleen and Kalpin was briefly here. Now some ground rules folks, um in the first half Uh, which is half an hour we will have the panel discussion and in the second half we will invite questions if you have any questions do keep your hand raised uh, and do bear with us we will uh, take questions after half an hour so um, welcome everyone let me begin by highlighting the interesting astro allocation chart that we put out recently so if you go back to say just 2019 international uh, stocks as represented by the s&p 500 they were the top performers and small caps were the bottom performers come 2020 and small caps became the top performer in 2021 gold which was uh, earlier at second place went down to last it is a difficult thing to get investing right and that is something that our panel will help you uh, in terms of what they've learned this year in particular and of course um any with any questions that you have so without further ado let us start satya uh, can we just have kalpin invited as speaker uh he's speaker i wanted to begin in particular with kalpin because dsp released a very interesting year end note um on how you should view stocks and with that um let me then start with ashish satya do you want to take our first question for ashish Yeah, sure. So, uh, Ashish, hi. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Hi. I can hear you. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Um, so, my question, my question is about the stock picking. Um, so, we hear time and again that this is more a stock specific market, and investors uh, should stick to quality stocks. Can you define what quality is, and um, you know, what are the top two to three factors investors should consider to assess quality? Yeah. Sure. I think you know. see when when people say that it's more a stock specific market i mean of course i'll come to your point about quality but uh, just my two bits when uh, you know for everybody's general knowledge or consumption is that whenever somebody comes up and says that it's a stock pickers market or a stock specific market that's a very very nice way of saying the easy money is out you know and don't expect that the broad market you know or the broad index itself uh, will do Uh, what it has done uh, in the last one one and a half year, correct? So, for example, yeah. if you if you invested anywhere in uh, April May last year, uh, you know, on an average, say it the lowest point of Nifty was say seventy seven hundred. I'm not assuming people caught the lowest point, but let us say that you entered anywhere in the vicinity of nine ten thousand. So, from that nine ten thousand Nifty, you saw seventy eighty percent up. and then you know everybody looks like a stock picker you know i always say that when the markets are moving when the index goes up one when the index doubles uh, then you know everybody is a fund manager uh, but uh, exactly after what the index has done from here on is when your real uh, challenge uh, starts because from here on you can't expect literally any and every stock uh, to go up in the yes. last one year uh, you know you could hardly i mean you in the last one year in fact you had to be exceptionally talented Uh, to buy stocks which didn't go up uh, so i think that is uh, one thing to keep in mind but on your on your point about you know so from here on let's say it's a stock specific market uh, and uh, one should let's say stick to quality right you know look quality itself uh, has no absolute uh, definition but i can tell you at least you know at white oak uh, what we uh, when we talk about quality uh, first is you know, and you know some of these things are kind of prescriptive or kind of motherhood statements they are easier said than done but i'll still answer your question so when it comes to quality i think the first and foremost uh, you know is about uh, governance right what's the kind of what's the track record of management specifically when it comes to treating uh, minority shareholders 
you know, because right. when the markets are moving, anything and everything runs. Uh, but in general, uh, if you in, in general, if you think that you should be with good companies, then I think how management treats minority shareholders is one aspect. Second aspect uh, is business related. You know, generally speaking, businesses which are highly cyclical in nature, you know, like for example, global commodities, you know, which expose you to very you know deep uh, movements on either side. I think generally speaking, broadly, most people think that anything which is deeply cyclical uh, is not necessarily a quality. Uh, the reason being right. that, you know, typically you expect uh, consistency or you expect uh, visibility uh, of earnings for the foreseeable future. Uh, so I think that is another aspect that people look at. Third aspect is, of course, you know, cash flow generation, because we know that generally speaking, value of a business, you know, you say that it's the present value of future cash flows. There is a reason why some smart guy said it's a present value of future cash flows. Uh, basically, he was trying to say it's not the present value of accounting EPS uh, in the future. So free cash flow. Okay. And yeah. more specifically at White Oak, it's not free cash flow. It's free cash flow over and above uh, the cost of capital. So free cash flow after having paid for uh, cost of capital. So, you know, no. I mean, I don't think that there is one definition you can button down, but I was just trying to share a few attributes with you. I hope it makes sense to everyone. So, yeah, my question to Ashish, uh, he answered that, yeah, governance, cash flow are one, uh, few of the top points that investors should consider when um, they assess stocks and when they, when they pick quality stocks. So I would like to understand uh, from Mr. Kalpain as well. Uh, Kalpain, can you can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah, sure. Kalpain, you released a very interesting note. Um, so, so I was Sandhya, wondering if question you could meet the audience. Uh, it's okay. I, I'll repeat. Uh, I'll say it uh, afterwards. Uh, Neil, uh, ha- Neil wants to start with something else. Uh, so probably we can take his question and then maybe uh, I'll ask my question. Yeah, yeah. On a very related note, actually, um, because DSP um, sent out uh, a note, a year-end note, which is very different from the kind of usual uh, papers that go out from AMC. So, Kalpain, if you want to kind of talk about that for a little bit. Uh, sure. Uh, Neil was asking about your recent uh, note yes. uh, about about your outlook on the markets. So, sure. can you tell us, um, can you sure. share some insights about the note here? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, what we've done is uh, we've come up with our uh, annual uh, document, uh, which is a reflection document. And uh, uh, I would urge everyone to read because it very uh, authentically and honestly highlights how we think. Uh, what we've highlighted is, uh, you know, most often predictions fail. And hence, we haven't attempted any prediction this time around. And um, the second thing mm-hmm. we are seeing is uh, everything is uh, very rosy. Earning cycles, um, the earning cycle is uh, on a high because the last one year, we have seen huge inflection in earning because of cost cutting post-COVID and um, uh, you know demand coming back. But overall, for the last five to six years, the earnings growth of corporate India has been around four to five percent, single digit earnings growth. Um, uh, we feel that the next two quarters will be uh, important to see because uh, the next two quarters will reflect uh, uh, real uh, cost structures and not um, uh, the temporary cost structures uh, because of COVID lockdowns. And um, that could lead to some bit of margin pressure and uh, slow, you know, lesser earnings than what the market is expecting, number one. The second point we are making is, um, and which I just tweeted a few minutes back, is uh, 73% of uh, the top 500 stocks are uh, at a price to book higher than what uh, they have been in the last five years. So clearly valuations are higher. Valuations are uh, higher than what they have been in the past. Good companies or bad companies at large, valuations are on the high side. Now, that does not mean uh, one will not make money or we see a crash. Uh, uh, If a crash has to happen, it will happen even uh, without we seeing it. But the point we are making is... um, uh, uh, you know, I would uh, mute my expectations in terms of uh, the size of returns, the speed of returns. And, um, uh, you know, across sectors, uh, many businesses are uh, in their uh, up cycle uh, along with the valuations. So time to be pragmatic, time to be prudent. And like Neil started off by saying that, you know, in the last three years, different sectors have done well. You Global markets did well, then small caps did well, and so on and so forth. Uh, I think rotation will continue from um, uh, good performing sectors to what has not uh, done well from good performing asset classes to what has not done well. I remember uh, beginning of the year uh, when uh, we were doing a similar session 
global equities was uh, flavor of the season nasdaq was flavor of the season but by the time the year ended indian equities became more popular so i think th these short term rotations are very difficult to time and catch and um, uh, that is what we are highlighting in our document as well that um, valuations are rich um, and uh, investors should be more prudent in terms of building their portfolios as well as their expectations that's it from my side sure that's indeed a beautiful note and thanks for um, explaining Uh, the same to our listeners as well. Neil, can you hear us? Neil, okay. I think Neil has some technical issues from his side. Uh, Kalpen, uh, I would. Uh, I was yeah. asking Ashish on uh, uh, what is meant by quality. Sure. So we hear time and again that you know uh, investors that investors should uh, pick quality stocks. Um, you know, we heard from Ashish. Uh, we would like to understand from you also. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you define quality, and what are the top two to three factors investors should consider to assess quality? I wish you had uh, asked this to me first. I would have said exactly what Ashish said because um, you know uh, it is not that quality lies in the eyes of beholder in this business. Most parameters of quality are similar. Whoever looks at it will look from the same lens of uh, high ROEs, better growth rates, and uh, a lot of emphasis on uh, forensic analysis. is of the balance sheet document or 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 the account statement of the company what i mean is uh, are profits uh, just accounting profits or are they real profits uh, numbers uh, you know juggled and um, uh, misinterpreted misrepresented in the balance sheet these are things that one needs to know very uh, in, uh, you know uh, importantly uh, if you're doing direct stock investing because today see a lot of managements also know what uh, analysts or uh, money managers or investors are looking for and uh, sometimes it's easy to game um, uh, through data points like there are companies which will show accounting profits in in the last 10 year growing at uh, let's say 20% cagr but when you look for cash flow the cash flow statement says there is no new cash flow which has got created uh, and um, uh, that really is a reflection of uh, honesty of representation of account so that is a very important dimension um, apart from looking at uh, the matrix that i highlighted so three things that we look for um, uh, uh, you know uh, eliminate companies which do not Uh, qualify on this list, and then uh, stable ROEs, higher ROEs, and uh, reasonable earnings growth. And of course, then valuation comes in. Today, the challenge is that companies which have good ROEs um, and uh, good growth rates and uh, you know good quality um, label uh, are generally expensive. They are not cheap. Uh, I I remember I started my career in ninety nine two thousand, and um, uh, you know all the companies that I would love to invest today. Uh, were at probably half the valuations uh, 20 years back so becomes very challenging to uh, you know extrapolate them but um, today it gets justified because interest rates are at all time low but uh, the fact is quality businesses are expensive and um, it is the price we have to pay if we want to be in quality and um, future returns will be lesser than what the past returns have been that's it sure sure thank you thank you so much um next uh, we would like to bring in uh, prablin prablin can you hear us yeah i can hear you yeah prablin uh, prablin can you tell us uh, about the importance of the asset allocation and um, you know how should one uh, go about uh, asset allocation in building their portfolio <laughs> okay uh, good evening everyone i think uh, neil's chart is uh, you know wonderfully made and i think that actually is so self explanatory why we all need asset allocation because uh, the winners keep rotating and um i think the uh, the basic premise of why asset allocation is needed is you know it can just compare to how we all just need a basic balanced diet you can't go overboard uh, over on you know proteins or just carbohydrates we need all the ingredients so that's uh, you know why we all need asset allocation uh, but having said that satya now that's you know it's um, it's a specific combination for everybody so for a senior citizen let's say the primary uh, you know basket would be in something which is safer uh, debt and uh, probably a 15 to 20 percent would be in equities where they can you know look at some uh, inflation adjusted growth uh, to deal with the uh, uh, longevity risks uh, uh, maybe gold is something they won't really need much maybe just about 2 to 5 percent it would be very different for somebody who's just starting off with their careers and have a longer uh, investment horizon so i think asset allocation is broadly you know having uh, multiple asset classes in your portfolio and uh, so that you can withstand uh, you know the different uh, cycles in the market and uh, still have a robust uh, overall growth and uh, meet your basic financial goals 
uh and at the end of the day it is our you know it's not uh, based on what my neighbor or my friend is doing uh, we all have our respective financial goals and our objective has to be to ensure that we meet those based on uh, the time horizon we have and our risk appetite and uh, then mixing the right asset classes to meet and achieve that thanks prabhleen uh, i just want to ha- uh, add one more question uh, so hello hello yeah satya sorry i couldn't hear yeah you. yeah so yeah there's 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 a there's a problem here um it's just reconnected um sorry i was asking uh, at this point of time uh, where you uh, which global markets look attractive and uh, we can uh, investors um, park their money <laughs> okay it comes down to global investing i think uh, questions to me always uh see i feel uh, if you just you know i have in uh, at the start i think neil had mentioned that uh, how global uh, markets were doing earlier the asset allocation table shows and now how where they are you know they are not like the top ranking uh i think at the end of the day uh, global investing is required because from a diversification point of view to reduce the overall risk in a portfolio and uh, just because let's say uh, shanghai today is uh, or sorry hang seng today is down by uh, 15% doesn't mean that an investor should go and invest in those markets uh, if somebody is just beginning with global investing it would still make sense to stick to the developed markets for a beginner if somebody already has their investments in uh, the developed markets then i think they can look at countries uh, you know towards china maybe a bit of japan and europe as well where the valuations look uh, slightly more attractive but i think this is the second uh, tier uh, of what they should be adding a global diversification the first step uh, definitely should be the developed markets such as the us uh, through a broader i think a passive strategy uh, to take exposure to us should work for majority investors and the time horizon should be long because like the indian markets i think the element of equity remains the same which is non linear so they shouldn't be smitten by the recent returns and the time horizon that they take for the investments must be decent enough long enough sure uh, amit i would like to uh, ask my next question to you uh, i think neil has uh, some technical issues to connect um, so probably uh, i'll ask uh, the next question um amit can you hear us yeah very well yeah sure um so we understand that investors to an extent are aware that you know short or the near term uncertainties can be ignored while creating wealth in the long run Uh, but there is a certain section of investors like senior citizens who depend on periodic income from for, for their from, from their investments and these may get impacted uh, by what's happening uh, how should they be prepared uh, to weather the uncertainty going ahead yeah hi good evening everyone uh, this is a very pertinent question and uh, you can see by the number of vaccinations that we started for the older people that's the kind of uh, a large data we are talking when it comes to retirees or uh, above 60 years of age in india uh, when we look at uh, a regular income people generally have a benchmark uh, which they say that i should get 7% or 8% uh, from my investments as a regular income uh, please understand when you are in a crisis you will always have interest rates at the lowest rate and therefore you should not lock in your money today for longer term fixed deposits or any other kind of products when you see uh, today interest rates at 3 4 5% uh, you should typically go in for a shorter end maturity today and why do i say that because everybody is aware that inflation is around the corner and in fact uh, i will go ahead and say that uh, this time it is not going to be inflation but this is going to be a hyper inflation cycle because you are seeing say a car manufacturer today is not operating at 100% capacity and still the prices of those vehicles are going up because of metal inflation coming in so when you see such kind of inflation coming in you are sure that within the next 8 12 or 18 months you are going to see a interest rate rise and inflation is a needle uh, which can actually prick all asset classes so be it debt or be it equity you might see some erosion in returns and when we say of debt typically for uh, uh, regular income instead of locking in today at a lower rate 
probably after one year you will get a better rate for locking it at the highest point so you are seeing today a 10 year government bond uh, sanjay is at uh, 6.4% and a 20 year housing loan is at 6.7% now are we going to say that a home loan buyer's credit is better than that of the government of india and these are some of the things what investors should bear in mind that there is no credit growth today and baap ke zamane mein aur aap ke zamane mein there is a huge difference in investing so for senior citizens who are not into the uh, highest tax bracket uh, even a 7% rbi bond uh, can do the trick for them but for people who want to do more like uh, what we have missed in the last year is the credit rating funds the credit funds actually have delivered a very good return why there was no default because there was no credit growth and going forward when economy does well people will look at the past returns and then scramble for the credit funds so my point here is very simple we have a sbi or a bank of baroda perpetual bond today available at uh, 7.5 to 8% when you put in your money and if you want to believe in india and if you want to believe in any of the banks getting even into a perpetual bond with a 5 10 year horizon gives you that assured return of 7 to 8% on a perpetual bond now it is available in retail as well which will be 50 basis or 100 basis lesser than 7.5 to 7.9 but still if you want a fixed income you should go here most of the times i have seen people going in for balance funds or balance advantage funds or mips to have a regular cash flow every month remember it's like uh, doing chutta of your paisa 100 rupees in your top pocket you are actually doing 50 tens each and then that money is paid to you back as dividend every month now with dividend taxable we have a swp and idw which is offered by mutual funds but please keep it very simple identify that in this today's scenario 4 5% is a reality within next 12 months you will see a higher rate on your fixed deposits today banks are pushing for home loans one year after you will have banks pushing for fixed deposits and i think that's the time you should lock in for your longer term requirements on a monthly basis rather than locking in today sure on that note i would uh, want to ask about the credit risk funds because uh, we we've seen few of the reports saying that uh, on the back of improving uh, financial um, Uh, uh ability of the companies there would be lesser downgrades and um, it would be better to lock, uh, invest in credit risk funds is what we read uh, so what is your opinion on that yeah so uh, one should not drive uh, the car by looking at the back mirror that's what we say uh, what you have to understand is uh, credit in the country is dependent on only two factors one is cost of money and the second one is availability of money today the cost of money is cheap and the availability of money is what the government is trying to push through in the economy till the time your cost of money is cheap and availability of money is there in the market you will always find credit funds delivering a better return but as i mentioned earlier if you see inflation around the corner then definitely you will see a markup Uh, in uh, your bonds and therefore you will see a mark to market loss on your portfolio so for the next one year i might suggest that we end up buying march securities march ending securities and when the rates go up all the mutual funds and my friends here as speakers they will come out with three year fmps which will be probably at 7 and a half to 9% in the next 12 to 18 months so don't look at past returns on credit funds and invest today because once you will see credit growth picking up you will always have a risk uh, which is higher than a normal bond when you look at credit funds sure sure and uh, coming to my next question this is for all the panelists um can you tell us uh, your one successful investment and one investment mistake you made in 2021 uh kalpin we can start with you sure so you know i have um... generally been afraid when uh, valuations are high so equity becomes less attractive and uh, when bond yields are low fixed income also becomes less attractive so last year uh, i thought um, gold uh, which has been underperforming 
should uh, revert to mean on one hand and with noise of inflation also coming in uh, gold would be a better uh, uh, investment uh, product but uh, gold continues to underperform and uh, i personally invest in a more aggressive version of gold um, through a gold mining fund where you buy uh, stocks of mining companies which mine gold and they have 1.5 1.7 beta so if gold prices go up by 1 rupee they go up by 1.7 and vice versa on the downside so the last 6 8 months i have been victim of the downside so that has been um, a poor decision in hindsight but it is also part of my 12% overall asset allocation towards gold and uh, what has uh, done well for me on the other side is uh, exposure to uh, cyclical businesses like uh, metals so uh, again uh, through uh, through a fund called natural resources i have been investing uh, in uh, so you know around 18 months back uh, metal stocks were at half times price to book uh, typically that is their cycle low generally they don't go below that and metal prices also were at cycle lows because of uh, uh, the covid slowdown so that was a point in time where uh, the underlying commodity as well as the company producing that commodity both were available very cheap and then within the next 6 8 months when the cycle turned uh, they moved uh, very sharply so that has been uh, a, a profitable uh, sort of uh, investment decision and gold on the other hand has taken away some part of the returns Yeah, that's it from me. Sure, Ashish. Yes, I am. You know, honestly, the wrong guy to ask this question because uh, we've had these discussions on the earlier uh, Twitter Spaces also. Uh, why I said I'm the wrong guy because you know I am always fully invested in equity. And last year when Neil asked me, uh, I wrote about it that uh, in 2020, uh, part of my portfolio I diversified into real estate for the first time. So. Uh, but you know technically speaking for the audience at large i think uh, my inputs on asset allocation uh, are not really uh, relevant because i don't think most people should or would uh, want to have their entire portfolio in equity or uh, real estate so wrong guy to ask and specifically your question is uh, last one year so last one year yes in 2021 fully, yeah so i have been fully invested in equity so uh, uh you know not much to add really can't throw much light on your i've done what the uh, broadly what white oaks portfolios have done sure we appreciate that uh prabhleen can you add uh so a poor decision i think yeah, i'll uh, you know echo what uh, kalpin said uh some allocation to gold uh, which hasn't worked uh, very great because uh, this year gold hasn't really performed uh uh despite the fact that you know there is inflation risk that we are seeing uh and i think something which has worked well is uh, i have always believed in uh, investing globally and i think that has worked uh, not only in 2021 even in 2020 in fact so that's something which uh, continues to reward and uh, yeah happy with that call sure before i ask amit uh, to join in um uh, listeners can send their uh, questions to us uh amit so uh, i will not say that uh, we have uh, missed the rally in gold because uh, if you remember when we were small i am in the late 40s so i remember when we don't used to have the reservation system in trains we used to go and sit in the yards uh, by putting our handkerchief or towels so when you want to do any investment uh, definitely it was gold last year because we see inflation coming up and because of bitcoin and others you have not seen uh, gold actually moving up so we have a sizable exposure uh, in gold uh, and i don't believe in 25% in gold because why people have not made money in gold because the notional returns have not been good for people uh, i believe in uh, precious metals and uh, energy metals both which is oil etfs as well uh, you should actually have a entry and exit strategy which should be chalked out it should be there in your investment charter and that should be a tactical allocation but that tactical allocation should not stay at 25% but that can in fact go to 10 to 20% as well so gold was one call what did well for us uh, as sapient i think we put in a lot of uh, money of our clients into it into global funds and into pharma last year i think that is something which has uh, worked well for us uh two three points which i felt that what it has taught me i mean i'll not say that uh, it was a mistake but what it has taught me last year is that uh, data is the new oil we all know but technology is the new consumption and equity is the new real estate 
or rather retail business is the new institutional player uh, famed sectors the famed sectors of old days i think will slowly uh, face a slow death uh, the most important thing which we missed last year was uh, millennials actually dictating the trend so i think anything with to, to do with consumption and where millennials are a part i think that is going to dictate the trend uh, going forward and therefore small to mid quality companies i think will be chased uh, in the future that's it from me thank you we are all humans and uh, yeah mistakes are inevitable and uh, learnings are what uh, stay with us uh, for a long time uh, with that uh, we can take some questions uh, we have uh, abina with us our colleague uh, so he'll also help us in uh, taking few questions abina yeah hi uh, hi hello everyone uh, since neel is having some technical issues so i've stepped in uh, listeners who want to ask questions they can send us a request and uh, we'll add them to the group uh, two at a time uh, first we have sandeep uh, sandeep please go ahead ask your question yeah sure uh, so again uh, one more question to all the panelists um, so yeah of course this uh, spaces is all about what to look forward so uh, tell us one investment to go for and one to avoid in 2022 anybody can take this i think the next december when we do spaces we can answer what you should have not invested in but what you should have invested in clearly right now uh, i feel that uh, you will see a lot of stuff coming in from the pharma uh, space because the china plus one is doing well and you will have a lot of api and formulative companies which are going to do well in the next year or so and therefore i will bet my money some on pharma Uh, and utility companies uh, people are talking of renewables but i think utility companies can anybody remember that we had a coal supply shortage just 3 months ago everybody uh, has a very short term memory i think utility companies going forward will readjust themselves on the esg as well and they can be uh, good beneficiaries but as i said next december probably we can say whether we were right or we were wrong sure uh, let me let me answer uh, my bit you know over time um, uh, whenever we break down our investment uh, lens uh, with an annual uh, perspective there are very high chances of going wrong because uh, randomness is very high when you have a one year time horizon and uh, this has been my constant learning every year uh, so uh, for feeling good i can uh, you know say that this theme will do well and vice versa but one biggest learning for me is uh, uh, diversify across uh, stocks asset classes and uh, geographies and that is a timeless lesson which has worked at all points in time and uh, which is why my uh, largest uh, investment remains in uh, flexi cap funds and when i say flexi cap it is flexi cap across uh, uh, india as well as rest of the world so in a single fund where you have uh, a diversified india portfolio as well as, as a diversified global portfolio is the best way to invest more deeply about the underlying businesses being uh, right so starting to you know starting with the first question that you asked satya be in good businesses end of the yes. day whether they come from india or us or germany or japan but being in good businesses at right prices uh, is the ultimate holy grail of long term compounding and uh, i do not get distracted with uh, uh, short term outlooks uh, so that is what i would recommend Uh, so so while there will be you know short cycles in uh, one sector versus the other sector but for the listeners particularly uh, who may not have the bandwidth to keep uh, jumping sectors uh, or jumping stocks uh, being in fundamentally uh, sound businesses across countries uh, is the right way to go and having some flavor of defensive asset classes like gold or fixed income Uh, will uh, will you know help in periods of volatility so while we are talking today we've seen a 10% drawdown in the last few months uh, uh, right so uh, have amount of defensive fixed income always helps it's very boring argument in my portfolio thank you uh kalpin we can't hear you uh hello um kalpin sorry so yeah i i thought uh, yeah can you hear me now can you repeat yeah i can hear you now uh, can you repeat can can you repeat the last part please about the fixed income so i said uh, you know typically the, in the long term uh, market uh, you know equities make money and in the short term equities are volatile so for that phase of volatility uh, having some amount of fixed income is always useful because it helps you rebalance when uh, stock prices are right. lower so so that is how i try to build my portfolio and just to you know quantify that 
65 rupees in uh, indian and global equities um, around um, uh, 25 rupees in uh, uh, short term to medium term bonds because because uh, it matches with what amit mentioned 2% is in uh, um, energy metals and uh, gold mining companies so that's how i have broken up my portfolio thank you sure ashish you want to join yeah maybe prabhleen should go first she was just about to speak okay <laughs> thanks ashish so i'll just i think add three points here satya first of all that i think we've seen a phenomenal rally so i think whatever investment portfolios clients have they should continue with it because i don't think there's always a need to add something new as we begin the new year but i think you know setting your expectations right at this stage from uh, Uh, asset classes is also very important uh, this year almost everything has gone up and uh, that's usually not the case uh, second that i think avoid whatever you don't understand so a couple of things might look very great out there but if you don't understand them i think it's good to avoid and i think thirdly that at this stage investors must be very wary of any sort of recency bias because uh, the returns for example small cap returns uh, look great uh, they must have the time horizon so if they understand the risks involved uh, great to invest but just looking at past returns i think that's a mistake many investors make and uh, that should be avoided uh, and no specific sector or uh, fund i think to go to i think just stick to your asset allocation and just continue with your investment journey uh, but avoid these uh, three things thanks thanks sure. thanks atya yeah so uh, coming to me you know i was just going to say that i am very very bullish on equities uh, i do understand the points that are made on you know interest rates rising and inflation coming through but i think that and you know i don't frankly don't believe in too much in forecasting macros really but just make an interpretation but just taking the liberty of making an interpretation of the current scenario i think that uh, you know whether it's the 2008 financial crisis or whether it is covid in both of these instances interest rates were brought dramatically lower and liquidity was pumped in so that economies could be uh, supported so you know it's the equivalent of putting a patient on life support and uh, when tapering you know when people start saying that okay uh, inflation is making a comeback it's the first sign of growth actually uh, coming back so i think when the doctor says that the patient needs to be you know the life support is going to be removed and the patient will survive on his own that's the equivalent of tapering and i think that everybody has terrible terrible memories of tapering of 2013 uh, that is because india was in a bad shape at that time Uh, but you need to go back and see that in 2013 was when tapering was announced in us it's a us phenomenon it's not an india phenomenon so in 2013 when tapering was announced in us you need to go back and see what was happening in us and what happened throughout the entire entire tapering journey in us what actually happened to their economy by the time they hit 2019 the economy of 21 trillion was going at 3.5% and they had zero unemployment rate along the way of course mr trump helped by cutting corporate taxes but the reality is that you know the onset of tapering uh, you know it causes panic because currencies go all over the place and interest rates start to go up it causes panic it should definitely be impacting currencies and bond prices but according to me as far as equities are concerned it's the first sign of an economic uh, revival uh, yes of course you know if the us bond rate kept going up and went to 2 3% i would get really scared i i would not be standing here but the first sign of tapering i don't think is uh, bad news you know i don't think it should set the cat amongst the pigeons so i would say that uh, equity is the place to be in i think a lot of money to be made in the next 2 uh, to 3 years needless to say asset allocation is important because everybody cannot you know expose all their money to all these fluctuations and market vagaries uh, so that i can understand it's a person specific stance to be taken but if you're asking me where to be in the next one year i would be headlong fully invested uh, into equity with you know uh, no doubts in my mind sure thanks ashish for that uh, now we'll take some questions uh, abhinav can we take some questions yes uh, we have sumit uh, sumit uh, thanks for uh, waiting patiently please go ahead and ask your question uh, sir good evening everybody uh sir i have a question maybe this 2022 can be a psu uh year uh see don't look at psu as a sector humble suggestion don't look at psu as a sector 
within psu sir sir i was saying that uh, there were lot of uh, privatization to be happening sir as like bpcl which was there for 6 months 8 months it got delayed maybe for some reasons but because gold and uh, psu privatization is on the cards so can we uh, can the fund managers are looking forward into that sector as well as if i names few of them being mtnl sci uh, uh, and bpcl being on hold for a long time see if mtnl is going to be disinvested it doesn't matter to us i don't think other than real estate there is anything uh, there out there so humble suggestion is that don't look at psu as any sector look at individual businesses number one number two i think if our only if the only way to make money is because the promoter is going to get out of that business i don't think that's the right way to make money it can result in a short term pop in the prices but the promoter reducing stake is not necessarily a fundamental reason for any of us to make lot of money out of it so it can be a trade uh, it can be a trade it can be a short term trend uh, but not necessarily long term bankable proposition thank you sir can i add your rashish of course yeah so uh, sumit uh, what i feel is that there is a word play here when you say psu uh, just read it on the reverse it is the usp so whenever you are looking at any company in the psu uh, sector look at the usp of the company and i think you will get your answer thank you sir thank yeah. you sir hello Uh, audible yeah yeah you know we can hear you. maybe you can call the next question oh, so, oh sorry there was a network issue at my end uh, chatanya we have uh, chatanya please go ahead and ask your question yeah hello sir good evening hello hello yes chatanya please sir, ask your question some of the news your audible yeah yeah sir some of the news which was uh, i mean it's might be a wrong uh, message i think In two thousand twenty-two, uh, the Nifty will fall down. Is it the correct news? Hello. See, I think uh, Chaitanya. Every year, you know, every year the index uh, falls. You know, through the year, if you take any calendar yes. year, in any given year, index falling ten twenty percent is not uh, is not. Uh, I mean, there's nothing new about it. So you know, it's like a you know, it's like a uh, you know, it's like a cardiogram. Uh, the line keeps going up and down, up and down. but what gives us confidence is that the central axis of that cardiogram is not a flat line the central axis is a line which is aiming 45 degree upwards so that's what you should keep in mind i think the long trend is up in between uh, in many uh, you know almost every year the index falls 10 15% there is nothing to be worried about or there is nothing new uh, about it uh, you know last year the index at the worst point fell 40% this year at the worst point index has fallen Uh, maybe about fifteen percent or so. Next year also that may happen, but as long as the long trend is up, I don't think any of any of us should get scared. And one more thing, sir. In two thousand twenty-two, which sector will boom, sir? I mean, the next sector, like this year, electrical vehicles, like that. I think Amit already mentioned. Amit, you can repeat, I guess. So, uh, I mean, this is not a sacrosanct, neither a recommendation here, but uh, we feel that uh, pharma should do well. along with that uh, we should have some uh, utility companies also oh, okay sir thank you sir thank you mr chetanya uh, guru your up ahead up next uh, please ask a question yeah thank you thank you sir uh, hello everyone so the question is particularly regarding about two uh, asset classes one is uh, on, on a gold and another one is crypto so personally why i am asking is this uh, i hold a 25% of portfolio of gold uh, bonds so is i am thinking to like divide uh, uh, this gold asset to crypto So is the gold is bullish going forward or is the crypto? Uh, Prabhin, uh, maybe if you want to take that up. <laughs> That's a very difficult one. Okay, so if uh, you don't see gold, let's say in your bonds or in your uh, investments, and that gold was bought physically, I don't think you would be so worried, right? So gold has a lot of intrinsic value, and uh, you know over the long time period, uh, the trend is upwards. So don't dilute your gold investments and move to crypto. Crypto uh, with you know thousands of cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, if you want to try out, uh, you know investing, and because a lot of people actually are looking to make quick money, uh, which is not the right approach. But if you are still looking at that, and if you look at it as an investment where 
uh, you think that you can make some money uh, then please stick to the top five uh, let's say cryptocurrencies uh, we don't have these indices in india but in us we do have a lot of indices right from nasdaq to you know we have snp other uh, bloomberg a lot of these indices are there which actually track the top 5 cryptocurrencies so i think uh, where the market share is high maybe you can take a very small allocation but be prepared to lose the amount that you are investing and that should be the approach when you are investing in crypto a uh, gold again uh, if you are looking to make quick money i don't think that's possible last year it really went up uh, the 2020 month i think uh, it has been you know just down by about 1% in fact so but i think gold um, uh, it can always be a part of your asset allocation table but uh, as you said that you're holding slightly higher maybe you can bring it down to 15 to 20% from the 25% that you have currently thank you ma'am thank you for feedback thank you probably thank you guru uh next we have suresh uh suresh please go ahead and ask a question uh mr suresh you might be on mute okay uh, there might be some technical issue at his end uh so um since we are running out of time we'll uh, get on with the closing arguments uh my question is one um, advice one key advice that you would like to give to investors for 2022 um prabhin will start with you okay so i i actually did mention three things that uh, one you know you set your expectations right uh, from the market so that uh, you don't get disappointed that uh, uh, you're not making a lot of money if in, if you don't second that avoid things you don't understand and uh, please uh, look at uh, investment it's not for entertainment it is supposed to be there to enable you to meet your financial goals and that is how it should be seen so the if it's boring if it's there it's growing slowly it's okay uh, it can be like the chinese bamboo sometimes uh, you know the growth is seen in a short spurt of time so don't have you have patience uh, and uh, just continue with your investment journey and stick to your asset allocation uh, thank you pramin uh, kalpin same question yes. uh, so abhinav uh, or neil i forgot who speaking uh, my view here is uh, just survive uh, these are times to think of survival more than uh, you know fast returns because uh, most asset classes have gone up and a uh, lot of good news is priced in so everything we expect to happen uh, is known to everyone these days and you know uh, because of uh, uh, conversations like this people are learning the curve very fast so i would just say focus on survival focus on not uh, losing permanent capital if any of your asset class whether it is equity or fixed income or crypto or gold or any certain sector uh you know crashes by 15 or 20% you should not uh, feel the need to get out at the wrong time so just survive and to survive uh diversifying is very important these are just two points i would like to highlight thank you uh thank you gulpin uh, ashish yeah i mean i would say that uh, my like i said you know my view is slightly uh, bullish uh reason being uh, you know i'll tell you very quickly is that uh, all of us are colored by past experience i think last 7 to 8 years uh, has been disaster for corporate earnings and you know every time uh, the market built some expectation there was some or the other endogenous or exogenous shock and the earnings didn't materialize so the market promptly uh, corrected i think now we seem to be on a new plane uh, as far as corporate performance or economic performance is concerned uh covid has in a you know, terrible human calamity but it has come as a blessing in disguise uh, because before covid uh, the western world was booming and we were down in the dumps but post covid the economic cycles of the west uh, i mean all economic cycles post covid have been forced into synchronicity so we have got much needed elbow room in the last one one and a half year after a very very uh, long time so my sense is that uh, we are set for a significant upside in the next 2 3 years i don't mean to confuse uh, the listeners but my sense is that next 2 3 years are going to be uh, very very uh, positive so i would say stay invested uh, of course like i said before also everybody should have asset allocation in the ballpark which they can tolerate like kalpen rightly said you know if it falls 10 15% and you're going to lose sleep then you are probably in the wrong place Uh, but i would say that you know remain invested remain constructive as far as indian equity is concerned lot of money to be made uh, in the next couple of years that's how i would put it 
thank you ashish uh, amit yeah i think uh, we should look at three things uh, price that is the valuation earnings and uh, time when it comes to equities and if uh, four letter word if you want to put it then last year if it was uh, l u c k luck uh, next year can be r i s k which is risk it can come from uh, interest rates it can come from inflation it can come from anything uh, howard marks actually uh, had said that uh, risk is what is left back on the table when you have thought of every risk and he goes on to say that i tell my father's story of the gambler who one day hears about a race with only one horse in it so he bet all his money on that horse halfway around the track the horse jumped over the fence and ran away so when you have made money last year uh, adjust uh, your sales so that uh, you can do your asset allocation properly and uh, if that was uh, luck market has favored us all the while last year then uh, please get away from uh, stocks which you bought which went up uh, without any fundamental reason and then do your asset allocation and uh, probably you can put back uh, your car on the right track so uh, risk is something what you should be aware of and uh, from that comes risk adjusted returns that is what i'll say abhinav uh thank you amit uh, well folks on this note it is time to end this session i would like to thank my uh, panelist to uh, that they joined this session and provided their valuable inputs and thank you listeners for joining in uh good night and thank happy you. new year thank you thank you thank you everyone. everyone happy new year to you thank you thank you for tuning in we will be back next week with a fresh episode If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at neil.b@livemint.com. To give us feedback, you can reach out to us also on HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.